0: All right, we're joining the studio with uh, um, Anna Anderson, Jules Griff, and Gehiji akil Barrow from the New Orleans Independent Police Monitor's Mediation Program. Welcome and thanks for joining us this morning.
1: Good morning. Thank Good morning. Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you for having us. So just um, first, could you all just go around really briefly and each just introduce yourself and, and, and let us know what your relationship to the program is?
1: So, my name is Jules Griff, and I am the director of the Community Police Mediation Program, which is a program of the Office of the Independent Police Monitor.
2: Okay.
1: Um, I'll go ahead and <laughs> go to my left here.
2: Uh, I'm Gahiji Barrow, and I've been a mediator with the program for nearly five years now.
3: And I am Anna Anderson, and I've been a mediator with the program for two years now. Good.
0: Um, so, yeah, so just a little overview about uh, about the Independent Police Monitor really quick and then the program itself.
1: Sure, so the Independent Police Monitor is a civilian oversight agency here in New Orleans. So, um, the Police Monitor's office has oversight of NOPD, um, and it's an organization that tries to provide accountability, transparency, and monitoring of NOPD. Um, We do a variety of work. Um, For example, anytime there's a critical incident where an officer uses a weapon, someone from our office actually monitors those um, incidents from the scene all the way to um, a a trial, if that's what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, We take complaints from the community about officer misconduct. We monitor officer disciplinary hearings. We do community liaison work um, and offer know your rights trainings mm-hmm. in the community, um, and generally serve as kind of a um, an independent, like I said, civilian oversight body of NOPD. And then, um, and then the mediation program is one part of that work, kind of part of the complaint process where we provide an alternative to. Um, the traditional complaint investigation process. Mm -hmm. So let's say you have an incident with a police officer, you're unhappy with the way that officer behaved towards you, you can file a complaint, and then typically that complaint either will get investigated by NOPD's internal affairs, um, which is called the Public Integrity Bureau, Mm -hmm. or now, as of 2014, when the program debuted, you have um, an opportunity to actually have a face-to-face facilitated dialogue with that officer Mm -hmm. if it's eligible for mediation
0: okay and under what situations is it eligible for mediation
1: um it's mostly based on allegations so certain allegations are eligible they're mostly allegations of professionalism um neglect of duty discourtesy that kind of thing so anything that's criminal would not be eligible so if an officer uses force or anything um criminal that's going to (coughs) be investigated these are more um Complaints of how an officer behaved, how they spoke, mm-hmm. um, did they do their job correctly? That type of thing. Um, so that's kind of the the first level of screening. And then there's another bit of screening that happens to make sure that you know everybody involved um, can represent themselves, can speak safely about the um, incident, and that coming together at a table um, in person won't do any harm to anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, yes, yeah, so this feels like sort of, in a lot of ways, a really different approach to, to thinking about accountability and thinking about reckoning with things that have happened from what well, you know, we often think about in the legal system, in the judicial system. I'd be curious to hear from all of you sort of how you became interested in that kind of work and, and how you feel like those outcomes are, are different or perhaps you know, better for everybody involved than, than the traditional system.
1: Sure, that's a great question. Um, I'll just kind of start off by saying that it is a different approach. So this is looking at accountability rather from a disciplinary perspective, but from Um, more of a restorative justice or transformative justice approach where the idea is that the participants themselves have an opportunity to really own the conflict and participate in the process of finding a solution so instead of having a third party um, determine you know what happened and who is at fault the idea is that this is a process where it's more about building Um, understanding it's an opportunity to be heard which often does not happen in criminal justice processes Um, it's an opportunity to ask questions um, and to come up with your own solutions. so both the officer and the community member have an opportunity to speak about what happened talk about how it impacted them ask questions of each other vent um, and also come up with solutions to make sure that what happened doesn't happen again um, or doesn't happen to anybody else a Mm -hmm. lot of times you might not be actually you know, engaging with this particular officer in the future, um, but at least you can let them know, hey, this is how this impacted me, and should you be in this situation again, you should know, um, you know, that, the, that that your behavior could impact someone in this way.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one thing that I'll say about the, the approach, too, is that uh, it, it really allows people to show up as they are, kind of where they are, and have the feelings that they have be, have space for them to just, you know, explore them, or whatever, and, and have somebody else hear them, have, have the person that affected them in a way, mm-hmm. have the opportunity to hear them because, you know, it, it would be great if, if people were always heard, you know, in a way that, that allowed for transformation, but sometimes, you know, people still are blocked in that space, certainly, and they are, there was, there can be, um, a continued disagreement, but a lot of times mm-hmm. there is definitely, um, the hearing of each other and, and that space and opportunity for transformation. Uh, me myself, I was very interested in um, the the kind of culture of conflict resolution and having skills as a mediator, regardless of working necessarily with the police. I just I certainly saw that as an avenue, and obviously I've been doing it for five years. So I find there there to be some value, and I do love the work. Um, and it certainly has been helpful for my growth and evolution as a mm-hmm. person to have to work with, you know, police who I have kind of a very conflicted mm-hmm. uh, relationship or idea about and with. Um, so I'll, I'll leave there and let Anna. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, um, my interest in the program was my opportunity to um, contribute to a program that you know, the footprint for this program is groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, the citizens have an opportunity to voice their concerns. We are privileged. I am, and my co-mediators, we're privileged to sit in that space and hear mm-hmm. sometimes their most, you know, their, their, their innermost thoughts about how they feel about whatever, you know, misjudgment may have taken place or misunderstanding that may have occurred. Um our training is constantly ongoing. Mm-hmm. We, um, we build a relationship as co-mediators. We learn to trust and build on one another. I think that's very important. I have a, a work family that I depend on heavily mm-hmm. for. And we go into that space together. We share our knowledge and our understanding of why we're there. Mm-hmm. And we present um, a space for the participants to show up. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the that's the that's the footprint in this program Mm -hmm. that they show up. And I think when people show up on their own, they're more willing to resolve Mm -hmm. that conflict, or more willing to come there with an idea to resolve the conflict. Mm
0: -hmm. So
3: it's been rewarding on every front. And I'm grateful that I'm a part of it.
0: That's great. And, and it's my understanding that when, you know, once if, if somebody who's filed a complaint, you know, asked to enter a mediation process, then the, the police officer who's asked then agrees to, they agree to do that versus another avenue, a more traditional avenue. Which seems to me like, I mean, it's something that I would be curious to hear from y'all about is sort of how, I think a lot of time in this discourse about the police, certainly in New Orleans and in a lot of contexts, like, um, there's this idea that, 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 that uh, you know, that, that that I hear a lot of exhaustion from, from folks in various communities about, about the idea of like police community relations, you know, this sort of platitude of being like the police are gonna build the relationship with these communities, you know. And this feels different like 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 in that it's about sort of building complicated relationships but i'm, I'm curious like how y'all see these processes like building you know I mean, you're using words like trust and and relationships but like building you know maybe even making the police like a more accountable institution or, or an institution that serves people better
1: sure and i think it's an important point that you brought up that it is voluntary so our model is that both the officer and the community member have to agree to mediation. They don't have to. If they don't wish to, then the complaint just goes through the traditional investigation process. Mm-hmm. So we want people who want to be at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like you said, it is, um, it is an opportunity to hold um, each other accountable in different ways. You know, this program is um, beneficial for officers as well as community members. And we hear all the time from officers that it's a unique space for them um, to also be heard and to be able to be human. Um, The space is confidential. So Mm -hmm. everything that's said is, um, you know, stays in the room. The only thing that's reported back is that they participated in good faith. and so it's a rare space for officers actually to um, speak openly about their experience. Not everybody does, you know, it depends on the individual, but oftentimes we do see officers feeling, I think, um, a unique sense of, of comfort and space and ability to be more vulnerable and to really, you know, sometimes admit, you know, I did mess up and I'm sorry for that. Um, and, and here's what I can do better. And I didn't realize that that's how that came across. So when you take it out of the kind of disciplinary third-party structure and have a space for people to really, you know, actually listen and be a human at a table um, and really, like, look at each other face-to-face and hear the backstory and hear where they were coming from at that time um, and hear, you know, who they are as a person. So I think this process is really... Less about the rules and more about the relationship, um, and and giving people truly a space to to be human together, um, and talk and talk in a in a place that's neutral, that's non-judgmental. Like our mediators don't weigh in; um, they're there to facilitate. We mm-hmm. we do the mediations purposefully in neutral spaces in the community, so we don't do it at you know, a district station. We don't mm-hmm. do it at the internal affairs office. We do them, you know, in meeting rooms, private confidential meeting rooms at the public libraries, at the Nord centers, at mm-hmm. nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Um, we do it at the time and place that's convenient for both the officer and the community members. So the whole process is very different from the beginning, from the way that we set it up, from who's at the table, our mediators, are people who are from the community. Um, they're people who are, you know, not necessarily um, corporate um, professional trained uh, lawyers or social workers but we train them specifically um, in this process and we want people who reflect the diversity of the community for example our mediators we try to match demographics in terms of race and age and gender to the participants there's been research in mediation that shows that that uh, makes a difference Mm -hmm. in how comfortable people feel at the table so you know we we use a model called the inclusive model of mediation of community mediation and that whole structure really um, sets the stage for a space for this different kind of accountability.
3: And I think sometimes that, um, I know sometimes that, you know, depending on the conflict that occurred or the disagreement that occurred, that I know they arrive not knowing what to expect, Mm -hmm. you know, not sure, you know, they see the person and say, to themselves, they they'll admit afterwards, Oh, I know I knew what this was about but mm-hmm. not knowing what was gonna come out of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think it's it's eye opening for both parties mm-hmm. that sometimes they sit back and say, Yes, we could have done this differently. I think when you're in the moment, there's not enough time sometimes to get to that level of, you know, discernment, to get to that mm-hmm. level of humility. And so the our space offers that. It offers them to be you know like jules said it offers them to be human mm-hmm. so it's 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 a wonderful process
0: and and how long, what is sort of the time scale of a of a mediation session
2: how long could it last or shorter well we give up to um two hours okay. so the mediators show up a half an hour before to set the space up and just to make sure that they're there before the participants arrive mm-hmm. and then two hours is the space that is allotted. It is not always filled. I've had mediations that have been 30 minutes an hour, 45 minutes, and I've had some that we were still, there's still a lot of meat to chew through uh-huh. after two hours of sitting there together. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we, we debrief.
1: And we do offer a second session or as many sessions as needed. Okay. Um, that is part of the process. It's rare that Um, people take us up on that. But every now and again, you know, if it's really a complex issue and a complex relationship, Mm. um, they will choose to have a second session and we will schedule that. We just find that two hours is sort of the chunk of time in which people are productive in a conversation and then it's good to wrap it up. But we Mm. can schedule as many sessions as people want.
2: (laughs) Ever, ever the the concert <laughs> <foster> professionalist one <laughs> with all the information. <laughs> um, but I also wanted to add though uh, about what you were saying, um, kind of about public perception of mm-hmm. of the police. And so, with it, the past year I started doing intake work at the op- working at the office of the independent police monitor to go kind of on that. Pre-mediation side, so I get mm-hmm. to, so I've I've seen more about what happens kind of behind the scenes before we get to the mediation table, and um, I talk to civilians, you know, about their concerns, and some of them definitely after having whatever interaction that they had, um, either that has totally shaped them to the that the person of the police officer, or it solidifies whatever uh, perceptions they have, whatever biases mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. have towards the police. So some folks will will be like just the fact that they talk to me like that in the first place i don't think that i'm gonna get anywhere sitting down at the table with them Mm -hmm. and i'm saying and i'm putting this out there because i think that that's really like i hope that some officers can hear this like that's how people feel you know afterward like they're gonna have no trust like like i understand it's on both sides because because police certainly they feel vulnerable and threatened and like like they're villains in a in a sense when they as individuals might not have necessarily, might be doing a great job as an officer out there, whatever, you know, that, that might look like. Um, But there is a real, there is a real shift in culture. And it is very much like, it's um, the bad apple kind of thing. It's funny because, yeah, it does ruin the bunch. Like, that is a real, that is the rest of the saying. It's not like, you know, so we have to make sure that the bad apples aren't actually in the bunch because um, they, it, it does will shift perception so much. So this is a great space where there have been times where people certainly have had those um, perceptions. And I think coming into this space will, it is possible um, for there to be such moments of connection and growth. And people walk out exchanging numbers and sometimes <laughs> hugs and handshakes. And you know, it, it took work to get there, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but they did it, and it it's beautiful to watch, and some of them continue relationships beyond it uh, and and that's that's another thing I, I want to say though about this program because those relationships and also there's like such great relationships amongst as Anna kind of touched on amongst the mediators like mm-hmm. I really do enjoy um, the group of people we have happy hours that we you know so we're, we're not just doing just work together we we do we used to have breakfast, but you know early mornings were yeah <laughs> were really weren't weren't the most popular but the happy hours seem to really um, have taken off in a way that um, gives us another chance to spend time together and just just have fun and smile and laugh and uh, yeah i think we each other on all aspects mhm
0: I, this sort of um,
2: brings the transition. To we're,
0: we're, we're running out of time, and I know you want to talk a little bit of make a make a make a pitch. Um, but how many folks are involved in the, in the, in the program, and and how many folks do you all envision seeing involved in the program?
1: So we currently have a pool of about twenty mediators. Um, We are currently um, accepting applications for new mediators. So this is an exciting time for the program. We recruit new mediators about every two years. So this is a unique opportunity to get involved. Um, This year we will be recruiting 15 new mediators and applications are due on March 8th. So coming up in a few weeks. So this is an opportunity for really anybody who's interested in, um, in working on changing community police relations Um, Anyone who's interested in uh, mediation and restorative justice and the work of holding space and using dialogue to create change. um, It's a chance for um, people to get trained as a mediator, to participate and um, really make an impact in their community. You don't have to be um, trained. Like I said, we train you. We provide actually a free 50-hour training in basic mediation um and and in return we expect a commitment to the program which requires um, a two-year commitment to being a mediator it's um it is a commitment but it's also not you know it's not a full-time or even a part-time job in any Mm -hmm. way shape or form we ask people to mediate five cases per year um and those cases like kahiji said is about a three-hour commitment all things said and done so we ask that five times out of the year you can take three hours and um, and facilitate a mediation. We offer monthly professional development sessions where you can keep your skills up. Um, we offer happy hours and trainings and community events. Um, you get to participate in the work of um, the police monitor um, and some of the outreach um, events that happen. So basically, there's a um, there is a, a recruitment process. You know, we we last time got I want to say about a hundred applications for the for the 12 or 15 spots. Um, mm-hmm. But we encourage everyone to apply. Um, we're looking for people who are good listeners, people who can hold space, mm-hmm. people who can deal with intense emotions, okay. um, <laughs> people, who can, <laughs> people who can learn um, a new process because it is sort of like learning a new language mm-hmm. um, and people who are committed to this work.
0: Great. Well, Anna, Jules and Gahiji, thank you so much for speaking with us this morning.
1: Thank you. Can I just share the link? Oh, the link, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one last thing. Yes. So to apply, you can visit www.communitypolicemediation.org. If you go to the volunteer section of that website, there is all the information on how to apply. You can apply online. Um, You can also um, email me directly, jgriff at nolaipm.gov. Excellent. Thank you.
0: Thank you all so much. Thank
1: you.